Hello, CSFD. I am Josh Winner, Driver Coordinator with Colorado Springs Fire Department Training Division. We have made it to the 2020 Fire Service Safety Stand Down. And this year, the safety stand down is based on traffic incident management and safety related to that. I've got a series of short videos that are available for you to watch but I would like to add some more information to that based on what I feel is a miss, missing link when it comes to not only safety for traffic accidents, but safety in general. But I'm gonna kind of base this discussion off of uh, the traffic accident safety. I'm gonna call this section 1% more aware. So argue, arguably traffic accidents are one of the most dangerous things that we do. When we go to structure fires, we have predictions of what's going to happen at that fire based on, you know, scientific studies, based on our knowledge, skills, and abilities, based on past experience. When we go to traffic accidents, it's very difficult to predict how the traffic accident is going to go, and that's because we're dealing with people driving the vehicles. And obviously, we as humans are very unpredictable we don't always know how people are going to react to the scene that we've set up <clears throat> excuse me how are incidents going but i believe that we can combat that by being more aware so what i'm going to talk about today is um, self-awareness and situational awareness what i don't want to do is if or when we ever ever have a significant incident in our fire department where one of our people gets hurt or worse. I don't want to look back and go, is there something more we could have done? Could we have trained different? Could we have looked at um, how we treat incidents different, how we treat safety differently? So that is a key part of why I want to add this to our fire safety stand down this week. So 1% more aware, what if we had one more second to react or to comprehend a situation or see something that's coming. That one, that one second could be in that 1% of awareness that I want to talk about. When it comes to safety and specifically traffic incident management safety, there's a few things that we do well and that we do every time but I believe that these are more of a defensive posture. These aren't, these aren't offensive things that we do. These are, these are things that we, um, things that we wear, you know, we, we wear the right PPE for the, for the type of call that we go on. We wear reflective vests. We wear our safety glasses, all those things that we do every single day. We set up, um, blockers. We use cones to, create a safe working environment around the scene. Sometimes we use um, blocker rigs, you know, calling in extra vehicles um, or have barricades or C dots out on the road with us to create a safer work environment. But these are defensive. We're setting up defensible space around the area that we're working. What if we 
consider an offensive mode, an offensive attack. You know, we go on the offensive when it comes to safety. The first step in doing this is with our own mental awareness. Mental awareness is knowing and understanding ourselves, knowing and understanding the environment that we're working in, making a conscious effort to consider these things. It's um, telling ourselves what the risks are of this incident. It means we discuss them on a regular basis. We, we're, when we train CSFD, we're very good at talking about the incident. When it comes to trafficking incident management safety, this is not something we train on. We train on extrications. We train on patient care. When was the last time you went out and actually trained on setting up a scene? You know, where to place your cones, how to park your apparatus. What are the things that you're looking for? When was the last time you talked about traffic accidents and what you're looking for on the traffic accident that is going to keep you and your crew as safe as possible? When was the last time that we talked about understanding that people are unpredictable and we don't know how people are going to react to our scene? And a lot of that's based on time of day or um, the regular traffic patterns or what we're doing to slow down that, those regular traffic patterns. When it comes to mental awareness, this has to be part of our values and part of our cultures. This has to be something that's okay. You know, it's okay to say, this is where I'm at today. You know, this is where, this is what happened last night. This is where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling today. This is what's going on in my life today. Because these are the things that are going to affect how aware you are of, of the, um, the incident that you're involved in that day. Decisions for safety should not be made just on the scene. Decisions for safety have to be something that we plan for prior to the call. And we must have clear expectations set, you know, and this is set by the company officer every morning, you know, kind of in that morning meeting, having, having that discussion, seeing where your crew's at, seeing how they're feeling that day, um, seeing what they have going on in their life. Is everybody focused on being successful? Is everybody focused on being safe? Is everybody willing to, um, you know, be aware of themselves and their surroundings? These are things that we can practice and that we can train on. And the more that we talk about them, the better we're going to be at these things. Right now, mental awareness or even and situational awareness, the other thing that I'm going to talk about today, are not something that we always talk about. Situational awareness, we're getting better at, but we don't have a good plan for this. A few questions to think about. Do we trust our training? You know, what does that really mean? Do we trust our training? How many times have you shown up on a scene and in the back of your head, it's something that maybe we haven't trained on well enough or maybe we haven't trained on the right way. And in your mind, you're thinking, man, I hope this goes well. Hope is our enemy. We should be constantly training so that we don't show up on any of our scenes and go, I hope. Hope is what's going to get us hurt. 
we have to have solid training and a solid foundation of what we're doing so that when we show up, we have expectations. We know what is what we're doing and how things should react to that and have an expectation of what those outcomes are. Because when the outcome is different than what we expected, we need to evaluate that and think something might be going wrong here. Um, what do we what do we trust in our current practices? Are there things that we're doing that we could be doing better? This should be an ongoing evaluation. We should always be asking ourselves, can we do this better? So do we trust our common practice? If there's something you feel, like kind of gut instinct or that you've seen before that make you think, you know, maybe I don't trust this common practice or I don't know why we're doing this common practice. If you don't know why we're doing something, you should be questioning that. You should understand why we're doing what we do or why you do what you do. And if you don't know why that is, ask the question because maybe there's a better way of doing that thing. Do you trust your team? You know, these are the hard questions. You know, this is something that we don't always talk about. Are you on a hire back? Maybe the entire crew. I think we've all been there. We've been hired back at a station and maybe one person is normally there. Maybe nobody is. Maybe everybody is hired back together. And that is a significant thing. Can you fully trust that your crew can do the right thing or complete the task if you've never worked together? You know, we have tack ops, we have policies. These are our guides in how we do business. Sometimes they're interpreted differently between people. So when you do show up and you have a crew of four people or three people that have not worked together, it is very important that morning to sit down and talk about expectations, talk about how you perform tasks. How do you do things and how are you gonna do those things together? What is each person's role and responsibility for the different types of calls that we go to? These are extremely important in creating a safe working environment for us. What do you trust in yourself? You know, again, it goes back to, to hope. You know, if you hope something is going to go well, then that's a lack of trust in yourself. And that's something that you can work on. You know, these are things that you need to take a the hard look at yourself and go, this is what I do well, but guess what? Here's the things that I do not do well. Those are the important ones. Those are the ones that we have to have a plan for and be able to talk to our crew about and say, hey, here's something I'm not good at. You know, talk to the crew, let them know what those things are. Let them know, hey, here's why I'm valuable to the crew because here's what I'm good at, but here's the things that I'm concerned about. We work together as crews of at least four people for a reason. None of us can do this job by ourselves. And I'll use the baseball analogy. We don't want a baseball team made up of all pitchers. We would be the worst team in the league. We want a diverse team. We want everybody to have different knowledge, skills, and abilities so that we can go out and effectively handle any type of incident that we pull up with, that we pull up to. Um, let's talk about what we don't trust. Are we concentrating on the alarm that we're going to? If not, 
that's a problem. Then I wouldn't trust myself. I wouldn't trust my crew. A lot of that comes down to your outside life. What's going on in your world? You know, do you have, are you overloaded with bills? Do you have schools? Do you have problems with um, your kids or um, in your marriage? Things like that. Things that are going to distract you on the call. So can you concentrate on the alarm? These are things that the night before you go into work, you can already know this. When your glass is full before you go into work, it's hard to come into work and actually focus on what you're doing there. So are you distracted? Um, you know, and like I just said, outside of work issues. Are there inside, you know, organizational issues that you're worried about or concerned about? Are these things that are under your control or not? Things that are out of your control, you have to learn to get past these and understand there's nothing that you can do about them. It's good to be aware of what's going on in the organization, but if it's not something that you can immediately fix, then you have to be able to put these things aside so you can go out and work safely and efficiently on incidents like traffic accidents. We should be able to have open, um, open conversations about all these things. Like I said, talk to your team. Um, be willing to kind of evaluate yourself on these things and, and see where you're at for that day. You know, check in with yourself and kind of mentally prime yourself. These are all, all mental awareness things. How am I today? How am I going to be effectively be able to perform my job today? I, I believe that mental awareness is the foundation of almost everything that we do, and it is the foundation for safety. If we're not aware of ourselves and how we're doing that day, we're not going to be focused on the call. So ask yourself, are you ready to show up to this alarm? As an organization, we have to be willing to accept mental awareness. The, the 20 or more years ago days of coming into work and being the toughest guy on the crew and not talking about how you're doing that day, those days have to go away. We have to, again, be able to have those conversations at, you know, as an organization and make that part of our culture and be open and honest to each other and our teams. So have a positive awareness about mental awareness, about your um, awareness of yourself. This is okay. These are things that we can do as an organization. So when it comes to self-awareness, the words that I want to use are the four domains of awareness. Actually, let me take that back. I'm going to talk about situational awareness, and I'm going to talk about the four domains of situational awareness, which ties to your own personal awareness. So, again, the first domain is, how am I today? The second domain is, how is my team today? So, how are we doing as a crew? You know, I've talked about how I am, how I show up to work, how I'm doing today. But, 
Evaluate your team. How is your team doing as a whole? That is different than how you're doing. One person's, um, you know, kind of attitude on the team can change the entire team. So we need to understand, are we all in a good place today or is one person a little bit off? And if that one person's off, the entire team is going to be a little bit off, and we all need to know and understand that. So the third domain is what is the environment that we're operating in? So what's my relationship to that environment? Um, what is the atmosphere of this area? And again, that goes back to um, is it a Sunday morning in a quiet road that we're operating on for this traffic accident, or is it Friday rush hour when everybody's trying to go home? Is it Friday night or Saturday night at 2 o'clock in the morning? You know, what type of road are we working on? You know, what is that environment like of that time of day? Because we all know that Friday night at 2 o'clock in the morning um, on roads coming from downtown, those roads might be completely different on a Sunday morning at, at 7 a.m. So we need to have an understanding of this when we're operating in these, uh, on these roadways. The last domain is, are we blocked and controlled? You know, how have we set our, our scene up for safety and for success? And again, that goes back to more of a defensive posture. Have we defensively set ourselves up? Have we made a defendable area for ourselves? So what do we do with all this information? Everything that I've talked about awareness is, again, this is kind of a foundation for situational awareness. I want to say it one more time. We have to understand that hope or luck is our enemies. Those two things are our enemies. We have to plan and prepare so that we don't have to hope this is going to go well or, man, we got lucky. I wish we could never have to talk about those things, you know, but right now we do. We have to make ourselves better. So when it comes to traffic incident management, you know, look at this kind of like a driver does about uh, driving down the road. We have to have a six-sided approach to this. You know, what are um, the 360 around us, all four sides? Or, and then what's going on above us and what's going on below us? Are there things on the road that are hazards to us? Are there, you know, power lines, anything above us? Have a six-sided view. If your situational awareness is good and your personal awareness is good, start to work on having an enhanced, um, having enhanced observation of what's going on around you. You know, taking that extra second to um, to evaluate things and understand what's going on around you. You have to have an understanding. You have to comprehend what is happening around you to be able to make decisions. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. Be able to think critically about the incident, you know, and this goes along with enhanced observation. Be able to make decisions, have a decision-making process in how you react to scenes, what we're going to do on scenes. So the Army's 
um, EOD, their ordinance, they use something, um, and I might be a little bit off, but I believe it's called like a 510 rule. And what that means is when they're looking for explosive ordinance or they're working around explosive ordinance, they first, they take a look at five meters around them. And after they've cleared that area, then they move to a, then they move to a 10 uh, meter view of what's going on around them. That's something that we can implement as an organization, as CSFD for traffic incidents. Um, I've adjusted that a little bit. I'm not going to use meters. I'm going to use feet, but we should use a, I'm going to call it a 50-100-350 rule. When we pull up and we're setting up, up an incident, immediately check that 50 feet around you in kind of that six-sided approach. You know, how is everything looking? Are we safe to operate within that first 50 feet around where we're working. When that is done, bump that out to 100 feet. Now, what are we what are we looking at for 100 feet around our incident? You know, what's happening around us within that 100 feet? Anything that's going to affect us and make an unsafe scene for us. After we've gotten that done, then bump that out one step further. Go 350 feet out and look down the road and say, what's coming? You know, what are the traffic conditions like? What are the things 350 feet around our area that are creating an unsafe work environment for us? When you're looking at this 5100 or 350 feet, there's a few things that you can do. Um, just to give you a type of system to look at that is it's uh, it's called observe, orient, decide, act, reevaluate. So first thing you do is you observe what's happening. Then you orient yourself to what's going on. Basically, you comprehend. So you observe it, you see it. Then you comprehend what's happening. Orient yourself to that. When you see something that's not right, make a decision. You know, decide what we're going to do. You know, hey, I see something. This isn't good. We need to fix it. Here's what we're going to do. The next thing you're going to do is act on that make that area safe or make a decision based on what you're seeing. After you've acted on it, reevaluate that. So again, observe, orient, decide, act, reevaluate. That's a process that we can use in almost everything that we do that can help make ourselves more successful. When we're doing these things, when we're looking at the incident around us, so what is the normal traffic behavior in that area? When you see things that are different than what the normal traffic behavior is, then that should be, you should um, understand that and know, like that should kind of heighten your sense of um, alertness and make you pay more attention to what's going on around you. What is the uh, time of day? Um, in relation to the incident, I already talked about that. Are there things that stand out to you? You know, when you're at a traffic accident and traffic is moving slow around you, but you see that one car, there's that one car that stands out because they're making more erratic turns and they're trying to look around everybody. Pay attention to that person. That person is the one that would concern me. That person would um, heighten my awareness of what's going on and 
make me want to do something to either slow that person down or divert that traffic a little bit further away, understanding that that one person that is getting irritated or antsy could be the one thing that makes that entire scene go wrong. So that means we're kind of comprehending what's going on around us. The easiest way to look at this and go, you know, is this right or wrong or that, that thing stands out, easiest way to look at it is go, is this good or bad? You know, when all the traffic is moving the way you want it to, that's a good thing. When you have that one person that is acting erratically, that's a bad thing. If it's good, continue doing what you're doing. When you have the bad things that are happening, this means we might need to change our incident or uh, make incident command aware of what's going on so that that command can change the scene or request additional resources, whatever those things are that we need to do to make the scene more safe. Listen to your intuition. You know, your gut tells you something for a reason, and usually intuition is based on past experience. Um, you know, some people believe that intuition is just something that you have. It is something that you have, but you have it because you've had experiences in the past that have made you feel a certain way. Intuition means that you might not know exactly what's wrong, but something is wrong. You need to listen to that. Pay attention to your intuition, and when your gut feeling tells you something, make a decision to change that traffic incident scene so that you can create a safer workspace or um, make that area safer around you. Let's see. When you have those feelings or when you know something's wrong, react to them. Don't do nothing. That could be something verbal like telling command or, or telling your team, or it could be changing things, actually doing those physical things to make the incident safer. You know, notify command, talk to your team, reposition your resources, request additional resources, move the incident out of the way. Sometimes it is gonna be safer for us to not work in the area that we're at, but sometimes we can make the incident safer by moving everything off the roadway. Last thing we want to do is reevaluate. Like I said, everything that we do, we want to have a reevaluation process in place so that we can, we want the changes to be positive. So reevaluate them and say, is it good or bad now? Have I made a positive effect on this? Have I made a negative effect on it? If I've made a negative effect, we need to act again and make more changes. The reevaluation process is ongoing and it should never stop, you know, through the entire incident. And then going back to the original part of this, your own awareness, your, the awareness of yourself is going to change. How you're feeling throughout the day is going to change. Just because you came to work at 100% at 2 o'clock the morning of the same shift, you're going to be in a different place than you were. So reevaluate yourself. Continue to ask, how am I today? How am I? Um, how am I feeling? How am I doing? Am I able to be effective on this incident? And if I'm not, be able to make the change that you need to to make yourself more effective and make your team safe. This was a, a brief introduction to two of the things that I feel are the missing link in safety and specifically for traffic incident management safety. Awareness of yourself. 
situational awareness of what's going on around you. Those things are tied together. We have to practice them. We have to understand that these are important things. So 1% more aware. What if we were 1% more aware? Could that be the, the second that you need to act or to make a decision or see something coming or notify your team or your crew or the IC? Something to think about. Again, I am Josh Winter, Driver Coordinator, Colorado Springs Fire Department Training Division. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great uh, safety stand down week and I look forward to putting out more information like this in the future.